Attention all mortals, veterans and civilians alike. It's time to buckle up and get ready for a wild ride because you just tuned in to the Swan Dingo Files. Your host, Steven Swanson, is here to help you navigate the crazy world of transitioning from military life to civilian life. And let me tell you, it's a bumpy road, but with a little bit of humor and a lot of determination, we can make it through together. Just my calling, man. Uh, you know, come to find out a few years in the service, I did a lot of family history and uh, the Conwell family has been in the military ever since the Revolutionary War. Uh, we've been in every oh, conflict. Wow. Uh, there's documentation of of all of us being in all the major conflicts and stuff like that. We're so we're military is just in our blood, man. <laughs> well, that's nice to hear. So, uh, what what was your job in the army? Because I I read a little bit about it, but I, I didn't see your MOS or your job title. Uh, I was generator mechanic, ninety one Delta. Um, was trying to choose something that uh, could benefit outside the military, but also give me the, the benefit of going anywhere and everywhere. Um, I got to do a little bit of gunning for my uh, commander while we used to deploy to Iraq. Uh, so we, we had a pretty good, pretty good service, man. So I got to ask you, your duty station was, for, uh, your basic training was at Fort Knox, correct? Roger that. You, you were there 2007? No, 2006. Oh, 2006. Okay. Did you ever go off through a Pell Tower? Yes, of course. Do you remember your instructor? Do you remember your instructors that day? Uh, I mean, besides my drill sergeants, <laughs> other than that, nah. I might have been one of them that was pushing you off the tower that day. I know the drill sergeants <laughs> usually were up top, and we we're usually the instructors on tying the Swiss seats. Yeah, I had a drill sergeant Joaquin, drill sergeant Angel. And I, I remember, I remember Angel. So <laughs> I kind of remember some of the drill sergeants throughout the troops, but it, it's kind of hard. But yeah, I was a cadre member there. So I did two deployments to Iraq out of Fort Riley. Went back to Fort Knox, where I did my scout school at, and right. I was a cadre. And I went to Air Assault Rappel Master. So I was kicking kids off the towers. Right. So cool yeah, story. We got there uh, end of July of '06, uh, so we got we got in our school by August. Okay, so. yeah, I was I, I was out there then. So, <laughs> cool story. You might laugh nice. at it. So we have, of course, there's kids that get up there and they they nut up basically. They get yeah. scared, and we had a colonel with the tanker uh, training that wasn't going to have it. We're on top of a tower one day. Kid wouldn't go. He was just hanging on to that, uh, to whatever he could. He said, no, you're going off the tower. So I'm like, all right. So drill sergeants held him down. I hooked him up, pushed him off. Like, <laughs> see ya. About halfway down, he passed out. So that, that's funny. Can't do that shit nowadays, man. They'll, 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 oh, they'll dude. your ass right out, which is, which is a shame, you know. Well, he learned. It was funny as he got recycled, though, and he was back at the tower anyways, like a month or two later. So <laughs> so uh, after that, where'd you go for uh, your AIT? I went to Aberdeen Proving Grounds. Uh, I think we were either the fifth or sixth class before they ended up shutting down. Yeah. 
Well, they shut everything down. Even Knox is pretty much shut down now, except for a few things, <laughs> but sucks. But, uh, and your first duty station was Fort Riley? No, that was my last, well, second to last oh. duty station. Uh, I did a year of reserves here in Charlotte. Uh, went active duty January 1st, 08, with the Grafenbeer, Germany, uh, 57 Signal Company, 176, uh, uh, 172nd Infantry Brigade. Uh, deployed out of there. Uh, spent about 18 months at Fort Lee, and then came to Fort Riley. Um, you you were on Fort Riley, so you should know Trooper Drive pretty well. Yep. Uh, Coming down I, Custer Hill on Trooper Drive, heading towards the commissary. Yep. You got a big ravine that sits off to the right-hand side? Yeah. That's where I lost my legs. What the heck happened? I uh, was going to get my guys lunch and hit black ice and ran off that sucker. <laughs> mm, yep. Damn. Always wondered why there wasn't a guardrail there. I was like, you know, just like my first few months I was like, hey, that's kind of odd. And yeah, there's one there now. <laughs> I would sure hope so. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I tell you some stories about Fort Riley, but they're not really necessary for this on here. So, <laughs> yeah, it it was there only because and. uh Especially when I first got there, I went to 270th Armor, which I, by the time you were there was probably already gone because I was in 1st Armor Division um, before they moved down to Fort Bliss. And uh, yeah, I had about two weeks after I got there, right out of training, that you know they told us, don't don't unpack your bags, you're going straight to Iraq. And I went, so that's what I signed up for. Right. So, right. so but how was, okay, so after you lost your leg and your other one got messed up too, of course. Or yeah. did you lose both yeah. of them? Well, I say legs, Ben. My my right leg from the kneecap down is 30 screws, four places, 10-inch rod. Um, I can't feel my foot. I can't use my toes to balance. So it's just like having a BK on the right side. Uh, so it's, it's, it's all jacked up. That's why I wear Ideo brace, man. It keeps me, uh, you know, it keeps me stable. Uh, it takes away a lot of the pain. Um, if I didn't have this brace, it'd be very, very painful to walk. So... Yeah, I, I can only imagine. So, okay, so that happened. How long? How much longer did you stay in after that? It couldn't have been a whole lot longer. Um, I didn't. They didn't retire me out until October twenty seventh, fifteen. Um, actually, on my, uh, they transferred me. I went to KU Med to where I got the amputation and stuff done. Mm. Um, on my birthday, uh, my thirty fourth birthday, they transferred me to the Audie Murphy VA down in San Antonio. Um, where I joined the WTU there at Fort Sam. Uh, they wanted me to go through the CFI uh, for uh, therapy and stuff, but the way the Army was acting, they had already started my med board before I even came out of the hospital, so my, my therapy was shit. You know, it, yeah. I had to fire the first three therapists I had because all they wanted me to do was take a walker and go upstairs on the track and just walk, but like I said, it was very painful. Um, yeah. It wasn't until like the last the last two, two and a half months that I was there that um, I linked up with a therapist that actually gave a shit. Um, That's good. She, she gave me, she got me the idea or brace, which helped out a lot. Um, but the doctors, you know, at that point in time were just it's like, dude, you're just not going to walk again. <laughs> you know, just face it, you're, you're overweight. I was over 400 pounds by then, man. I laid, up, I laid in the hospital for an entire year. Um, yeah. You know, so it, it just 
kind of sunk in my head. Oh well, you know what I mean? And just came on home. So okay, so this whole process, and then you finding out that you're getting met medically retired. So you did what, 12, 13 years in? No, I, that was right at my 10 year mark, man. I, I had just, okay. uh, just re enlisted. Um, I was going to go <laughs> oh, to do ALC. Mm. I was going to come back and then pack up and then go be stationed at Fort Lee to be an instructor at the generator school. Um, and then after that, I was supposed to go out to Fort Benning. Jeez. <laughs> so I had like the next six years planned out pretty much and it was kind of gone. <laughs> gone on blink of eyes. So while you're going through all this, and then, of course, you're figuring out the whole thing with the leg. I mean, what, what was your mental health at that point? It couldn't have been good. No, I mean, I mean, there's a lot more to it than just the injuries and stuff, man. Uh, the woman that I was married to at the point in time, um, she was already screwing around with somebody else. Um, I'd literally be laying in bed on Fort Sam and, and be listening to her have phone sex with another dude in the bathroom. <laughs> Jesus. Um, it was, it was horrible, man. I mean, to be honest, it was horrible. Came home, got divorced. Um, you know, she, she ran off with half of every, half of everything that she could. Um, she, uh, she ended up beating me while I was in recovery. Um, so as, as I'm, as I'm sitting here freshly amputated and sitting in the wheelchair, I'm getting knocked out of the wheelchair, get hit in the head, back in the head with frying pans and, and stuff like that. And, and her, her thing was, if you tell anybody I'm doing this, then I'm going to tell them that you're trying to rape me. You know, I'm like, the moment in time, I was like, I, how would I even be, how would that even be possible? You know, yeah. I can't hardly, I can't hardly go to the bathroom. <laughs> you know, much less do that. But, you know, I, I, I knew I was getting my retirement, so I'm just like, I'm just going to keep my mouth shut. You know, and, Yeah. Uh, came home, uh, and it was, it was okay, man. Uh, friends that I've had forever were just in bad shapes. You know, people got hooked up on drugs and stuff, man, and was just kind of coming yeah. in, using me and shit, man. Uh, had a lot of my stuff stole and pawned off and whatnot, man. It, it's the from from 2015 till October 2020, man. Was 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 very hard. Yeah, well, okay, so you transitioned out. Um, I mean, clearly you're doing better now. I, I see that you're working out. Um, <laughs> you're very active in the uh, in different games. Uh, can you talk about that a little bit, The all the games, all the stuff that you're doing uh, now? So for people with disabilities, there's a thing called adaptive sports. Um, regular sports, volleyball, basketball track and field events, swimming events, bicycling, um, you name it, man, there's, there's, there's a way that the world is adapted to it. Um, I'm what they call a professional para-athlete. Um, I hold my Paralympic license. Um, I'm internationally classified. Uh, those are a couple of things that you got to have if you're ever thinking about trying to make the Paralympics. <laughs> um, I was introduced to it in 2021. Um, like I've already been walking, you know, I started walking on my own October 2020. Uh, I got back in the gym that December. Um, by May of 2021, I went from 415 pounds down to 280. Nice. Um, got my got my energy back, got my self-love and everything back. Uh, 
So our adapted sports coordinator introduced me to the National Wheelchair Games. I went up to New York City, uh, took a silver and disc and a bronze and shot, and uh, fell in love with it. Man. I was like, you know, I had fun. I was able to travel. You know, I got to see New York City for, for the first time. Um, so I came home and uh, got me uh, a throwing coach. Uh, her name's Adrian Wilson. She's a five-time world women's champion in the Highlander Games. Uh, started working with Joe Kinn, the Carolina Panthers ex-strength coach. Um, nice. Got some really cool people underneath my belt, Ben. And uh, now I'm 310 pounds, but I'm solid. <laughs> Um, I've seen your transformation, and it looks very impressive. Um, so you're definitely crushing it so far. So <laughs> I appreciate it, man. But uh, last year, I uh, got married to uh, to the most amazing woman I've ever met on the fifth of March. Um, competed uh, in the Army trials in April. Went to my first international competition, Desert Challenge. Uh, out in Arizona, May took gold in men's disc against 13 other countries. Um, then went to the National Wheelchair Games, took gold in powerlifting, adapted fitness, and uh, silvered out my throwing events. Uh, and then went to the DOD Warrior Games last August, took gold in shot, silver in disc, and uh, silver in wheelchair basketball, man. And, you know, I, I'm being watched by the Paralympic Committee very, very, very hard. <laughs> Um, I actually got an email from them um, well, about a week and a half ago now uh, about nationals out Chalusa Vista, California. So uh, okay. we're trying to raise, trying to raise some money up so we can get out there. If I place in a certain category, then I hopefully we'll get picked for the world championship team, and we'll be one step one step away from the Paralympic teams. So we're almost there. <laughs> awesome. So you've actually won a couple of medals already, haven't you? And like, how many medals total have you got so far? Um, in in on my wall right now, I got four uh, I got four golds, four silvers, and three bronze. So this is like this is like legit. This is what you do now. This is all that. And, <laughs> yep. And you're clearly very good at it. So, well, I mean, so how it's, how many times you? Go ahead. Go, sorry. sorry, go ahead. Well, it's just so like how many times a day do you? <laughs> how does she work out? I know it's all good. Um, how does she work dude, out? I work, I work out five to six days a week. Um, okay, I, I practice as much as I can when it comes to shot disc. It's just like anything else, man. You got to put the work in. Um, you know, you can't just expect to be good at something if you're not out there practicing. Um, I'm up at four o'clock in the morning with my wife. Uh, you know dumping my food i dude i eat so much food today it's not even funny <laughs> um but you know I, I try to get all my vitamins my minerals and stuff from food um, anybody who's trying to lift weights and being in fitness yeah there's no shortcut to losing weight or gaining muscle it's all in your food um you know get the kids off to school and go hit the gym and you know i got my throwing chair and put it up out, out in the yard man and start throwing and pretty much our day man try to hit the gym at least twice there <laughs> now does your wife go uh does your wife go around with you or does she just stay home or no she works um she runs the medical okay. office over in gastonia um oh, she's okay. got her bachelor's degree in medical administration and management um so she's got a pretty cool job um 
I got a competition this Saturday at UNCC. It's called the 49er Classic. Um, I got this event blessed off by the Paralympic Committee to count this record for me. So um, going out there to throw. So this will be the first one that she's actually get to see up close and personal. Um, nice. Next month, she'll get to go with me next month as well. We got the 2023 Palmetto Games at Clifton University. Um, that one I actually had to go through uh, Parasports to sign up for, you know, so that one's being looked at by the Paralympic Committee. Um, we got Nationals in May, and then we'll be at the Wheelchair Games in Portland, Oregon in July. Awesome. So you, you sound like a pretty busy guy. During this time of year, man, it is. Uh, you know, trying to get the kids finished up from school. My daughter, mm. uh, my youngest daughter, does and cheerleading for uh, – for a cheerleading company here in town, um, you know, between work and, and stuff like that. This this is a busy time. You know, by, by August, it'll, it'll cool out whenever school starts back up. It'll just be me back in the weight room and, you know, trying to slam on more muscle, get stronger, and get ready for next year. <laughs> well, how big, how big are you trying to get? I mean, you're already 310 pounds. We, we measured my arms. There's a picture on Facebook. God. We measured my arms the other day. It was 21 and a half inches around. <laughs> Dude, I'm not a small guy, man. But I mean, but I put in the work, though, brother. I mean, it's yep. it's not like anybody can't can't do this. You know, it, it's yeah. a mind, it's a lifestyle. You know, you got to throw the sugar out, sodas out, sweet tea out, McDonald's, Burger King. Oh. You can't alcohol. Do <laughs> the alcohol. <laughs> I mean, it's 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 a way of life, but it's it's my way of life. It, it adaptive sports gave me my purpose back. Um, it, it, it helped me find my wife. Mm-hmm. You know, there's not a lot of people on social media nowadays, especially on TikTok. They, they put all these videos up. Oh, I want my true love. I want my soulmate. You know, that's so depressing. Anyway, yeah. I want to see <laughs> that's not, that's not attractive to me. You know, it's, dude, I was just being myself, man, putting out positive quotes and, yep. you know, down my workout videos and stuff like that, man. And just the gods have been great, man. Gods have been great. Well, as I see that, you know, you started off well in the military and then one little accident threw a complete monkey wrench into your entire life like this. But see, there's people out there that literally would go through what you went through or even less, even less than what you've gone through. And they just drag it out the rest of their life and they never achieve anything. So you got... You know, an unfortunate accident <clears throat> puts you in a wheelchair. Five years, basically, your life is screwed. Mm-hmm. But you've come out on top in just a short amount of time, and you didn't let anything define you from those that chunk of period right there. And you're still happy that you served your country. That little time period there sucked, but you're crushing it now. And... Well, you know- Negative things are meant to happen in our life, man. Uh, you know, the, the, the negative moments that come around that that, that suck are are, are are there for a purpose. Yep. They're either going to make us turn into the people that we're supposed to be, or you're just going to sit there and let it eat away at your soul for the rest of your life. Yep. So, uh, how can people get a hold of you or find you on uh, your uh, website, your any of your social media, media handles? Uh, yeah, uh, so I got a website. It's sgtbc.com. Um, it's sgt, then bc for bigcountry.com. Um, 
Yeah, we tell a little bit about my story. Um, but there's a documentary actually coming out about me this summer uh, that was filmed last awesome. year. Um, it's called The Rise of Star in Big Country. If you go to IMBDTV um, and type in that, you'll actually see the, the cover come up. It's, it'll be out on Netflix, Hulu, Amazon Prime, um, and whatnot. Um, you know, Facebook, the easiest way to get a hold of me is through Instagram. Um, that's okay. SG Big Country, just like it says on my shirt. Um, you know, message me there. Um, we just came out with some really cool merch. Um, anybody who goes to get merch, uh, this, the little bit that I make off of it, man, actually goes through to help pay for uh, competition fees and, and my competition stuff, man. It gets to be expensive. <laughs> um, just just traveling in hotel rooms on average is about two two thousand to $2,500 per competition, depending on if I'm out of state. So, um, yeah, you can get through to me that way. Uh, TikTok is FGT Big Country Official. You know, I put a lot of my workout stuff on there, man. Uh, that, that's been good, pretty good uh, to me, but uh, keep putting content out there. Oh, we're actually thinking about getting some uh, some different cameras and stuff, thinking about starting a YouTube page and, you know, trying yeah. to build some stuff up on it, man, with, with a couple of different things that we got going on. But uh, just one thing, you know, to, to, to the viewers and stuff, you know, some people really don't agree with the way that I think, but to the veterans or, or people with disabilities that are sitting there right now, number one, your happiness is under your control not anybody else's mm -hmm. you know, everything is up to you you can either yeah. sit there and tell yourself that you can't do something and be miserable the rest of your life because nobody's going to hand it to you or you can get up no. off your butt and start doing the uncomfortable things and the hard stuff to get back to being happy it's not easy but it's well worth it in the it is worth it. So when are you when are you running for president? <laughs> you know, man, a lot. And I shit you not. There is so many people that have said that in the last couple of years. Um, my good friend Eric Robinson um, just recently passed away a couple of months mm. ago. Um, was was putting out there at one point in time because big country was running for president. Would you vote for him? There was a lot of damn people that said yeah. So I told I told the wife I was like you know what I think I might hang up the pair of sports by you know 2028 you know I was like you know by then I'm 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 already old enough to run and stuff now but I was like might be a possibility that we try something but man them guys got so much damn money to do campaigning and all that crap man I don't yeah. know. I don't, know if i got the money to do all that <laughs> makes it hard for us small guys but hey yeah. you never know you never know you keep this build up and everything you know with your determination that i've seen so far through social media and just talking to you and i do hope we do talk again at some point but your determination and what you've gone through just the last couple of years to improve yourself and improve your standing in life it, it's amazing it's there's no there's so many people that in your position would have just been on the side of the road or in a gutter or, or dead so you know it, it's amazing to see not just veterans but people in general just you know not let stuff define them and you're improving yourself more than 
most people I've ever seen in my life. So, and 310 pounds, I mean, you're forced to reckon with, and I do, <laughs> do hope the best for you in all your games coming up. And so, but Appreciate it, bro. we will stay in contact with you and I will definitely keep following you. Uh, if there's anything you want to say to the veterans before we get off here. Uh, like I say, man, you know, it's bottom line. You know, it's everything's your decision, your happiness, and your control of life. Um, we can give you the tools to, to make things easier, but at the end of the day, that you're going to have to put the work into it, you know. But you got this. You know, you, you made it through certain points of your life that you never thought that you made it through. You can make it through the hard times right now. I got to ask one last question. How did you get the name Big Country? Who gave that to you? <laughs> so, uh, Whenever I got to Germany, um, apparently, you know, people never heard a true Southern accent. Now, my accent is nothing like it used to be. Um, but uh, my motorcycle came knocking on the door one day and was blown out the water. Man, how deep Southern. <laughs> just Y'all can't tell me what to do. It's just, I mean, it was really, really bad, man. And, and it just, it just started from there. man. It's, a lot of people were from up north and. Um, while while we was at Fort Knox, uh, basic mm -hmm. training, um, we were getting taught extra stuff, so they were trying to knock you out by hitting you in the neck. Yep. Well, they bust the blood vessel in my eye, and I went to the TMC, and the doctor was like, "Well, what do we, what do you think we're getting ready to do here, soldier?" And I was like, "Well, I reckon we're getting ready to read the side chart." He said, "Holy shit, you big country son of a bitch." <laughs> Just my, my accent, you know, the first three years of the military, man, was just true southern hillbilly backwoods redneck as could be. So <laughs> I've heard a few. I've heard a few because I was in 14 and a half years where they medically retired me. And I've heard a few. And there's, you know, I'm from Illinois. So listen to southerners. It's like I live in Texas now. Yeah, I love it. But some people say I got an accent. And it's like, no, I don't I speak from Illinois. But. I, don't know. I dated I dated a girl from Maine while we was in Germany, man, and, and it was funny. Just like when we're going through getting all our shots and stuff, to get ready for deploy, people just, country just talk, just talk. Say green beans, <laughs> say taters. We just want to hear you talk. And I'm like, y'all really get a kick out of this, ain't you? <laughs> uh, well, it's nice talking to you, uh, Brian, uh, Sergeant Big Country. Well, folks, that's all we have for today's episode of the Swandingo Files. I hope you've enjoyed this journey with your host, Stephen Swanson, as much as he enjoys recording it. Remember, transitioning from military life to civilian life is tough. But with a little bit of grit, a dash of humor, and a lot of determination, you can overcome any obstacle. So until next time, keep on trucking, and keep Swandingoing. <laughs>